in our business at the end you have the brand sound so for mm -hmm. me audio branding is the process of development uh, and developing and also maintaining yeah, mm. a brand sound and that is like super important to also keep an eye on the implementation because this is often forgotten uh so we have our wonderful process everything runs smoothly mm -hmm. and in the end we have the best sound logo of the world but unfortunately it's not on the streets nobody mm. hears it why yeah. because it's not properly imp implemented Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the first part of my interview with Dr. Cornelius Renge and Lars Ohlendorf. My next guests, yes, plural, are Dr. Cornelius Ringer and Lars Ohlendorf, partners at the Hamburg-Berlin-based sound agency WeSound. Cornelius studied business administration with a major in advertising psychology and gained his PhD at the Institute for Music and Media Science at the Humboldt University in Berlin. Lars has a master's degree in audio engineering and is a sound designer and composer with 20 years' experience. As WeSound's creative director, Lars is responsible for developing sound concepts and music strategies, along with supervising the production team. Since 2005, Cornelius has been working for international brands as a brand sound consultant. In 2009, he founded the Audio Branding Academy, which presents the International Sound Awards annually. Since 2013, he has been responsible for business development at WeSound and was appointed managing partner in 2017. He is the author and editor of several trade publications and teaches at the Humboldt University Berlin, the University of Popular Music, and Music Business Mannheim. This was an outstanding conversation, and I have no doubt that you are going to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for talking with me today, guys, because I know you are both probably really busy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. <laughs> I, I'm it, really... I've been looking forward to this a lot, actually, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's so a pleasure I, to, to talk to you, you know? Yes, it's really, thank you. Um, yes, it's an honor because we really uh, love your podcast. It's a great project. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys doing? Is uh, where Are you in Berlin right now? Actually, Hamburg. You're in Hamburg. Uh, okay. Hamburg, I wasn't sure yes. which. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, it's, um, yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And WeSound has uh, WeSound has um, two offices, one in Berlin and one in Hamburg. So yes, yes, that's why I Berlin. asked you about Berlin. <laughs> yeah. 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 So how is uh, how is Hamburg right now? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Corona. Uh, yeah. Stroke here too. So mm -hmm. it's 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 not so good. But um, well, um, still. Yeah, I would say we are still on the on the lucky side if you compare mm -hmm. it to other countries at the moment. Yeah, so it's strange, uh, but well, I think at least we are. Uh, well, we had some uh, a, a tough year this year, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah? 
as yeah. as um, many of us, but we see, um, yes, especially many artists and musicians who really suffer, and that's a big problem. Oh yeah. So as we are not uh, playing music live on stage, um, we can deal with the situation, and it seems like our clients really found um, out that audio or sound is a nice topic for projects you can do on home office. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we're going to talk a lot more about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Kind of what a, a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Proof of concept. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm really glad to hear that you guys are doing uh, well over there comparatively. That's fantastic. I know here in mm-hmm. Ontario, we're going through our second wave. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. unfortunately, things are getting a little, a little yep. more... A little more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll be on the opposite side of that by the time the new year starts. Uh, I don't know. But knock on like, wood. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. But like you, I'm finding that um, a lot of my clients are figuring out how to do all of this online. So, mm. yeah. So um, audio is definitely becoming a lot more important. And yeah. it's been really interesting for the musicians that I've talked to, too, because I noticed that there's a lot more of a level playing field between yeah. the really well-known musicians and, you know, the people who play in the coffee houses, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because they're all on the same level right now. They're all working from home. They're all trying to have streaming concerts. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, some of the people who are, like, really well-known didn't have anything in their home to be able to yeah. do that. So... Yeah. That's been an interesting discovery. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm invited to give a talk in Hamburg. And mm-hmm. just uh, now I received a message that it's, well, it's it was planned as uh, a hybrid um, um, event mm-hmm. with some attendees in the in a huge hall and everything is fine with Corona and, 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 and aligned to the regulations here. Mm-hmm. But now I received the message that they uh, do it only online now. So tomorrow uh-huh. I will be in a huge hall on a huge stage. <laughs> empty. Absolutely <laughs> empty. Yeah. And it will be recorded. And yes, the audience will join us um, on screen. So these are the, I think, the new kinds of experience at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we get used to it. Get used to it. Yeah. I, I'm curious how that feels, though, because, I mean, you're on a stage doing a speak a, a speaking mm. engagement to no one that you can you're not getting it. any reaction <laughs> yes yeah. i don't know normally i you know yeah, it's this basically is... basically like uh, the other times when you are on the stage i think you know i i need audience and i need the the live situation very much so mm-hmm. uh because for example when i i never uh, prepare my presentations or my talks mm-hmm. because preparing a speech I don't get these vibes, these feelings, this doesn't work for me. So I always have this very, um, how would you say, uh, spontaneous uh, reaction on stage. And okay. if I have no connection to the audience. Huh? I don't know how this is going to be. But in a situation like here with this um, conversation with you, for example, mm-hmm. we are totally used to this now. So we, for example, we have one big international client now. Uh, I, I can't um, name the, the brand at the moment, uh, but for so we are working with this client since one year now, mm-hmm. and we never met uh, in person. In person, yeah. just through Zoom or through email, yeah. or yeah, just yeah. through Zoom yeah. and email. 
Yeah. It, yes, we did really quite complex and long workshops working out the sound and having discussions with a bunch of people from different agencies and their client. Wow. And it really felt like a real workshop. Yeah. So I'm curious what sound translates to over Zoom. I mean, like, we, clearly we can understand each other and have a discussion, but mm -hmm. the nuances of sound, do they come through through Zoom? Like, are you able to do that? Uh, of course not. No, not <laughs> I mean, it's yet. not uh, ideal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, mostly a question of uh, bandwidth. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is not there with Zoom, actually. Sure. I mean, um, it's amazing how good the uh, speech intelligibility now is and the uh, quality uh, of the voices now, but um, for music, it's still not enough. Yeah. Um, at, at least you can share yeah. the, the sound from your sound card now, because I remember just some years ago uh, before, yeah, was from not, the microphone. You could right? only share the microphone, but not your yeah. sound card. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Zoom allows for yeah. that now. Yeah. 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 They've been really so, um, upping their game. You know, they've been getting better <laughs> yeah. at this as they go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's getting much better. And mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, mostly we just send the files in advance. So it's. Yeah. 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 So they're hearing it on their own systems. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that makes we sense. Say, <laughs> May we draw your attention to file number B, please? Um, yes. Then, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes Makes way more sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, how did you get into this? I mean, I know um, We Sound is your your baby, <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, and you do a, a lot of different things there. But how did you both get into We Sound? Like, how, what was the progression there? I mean, I know Cornelius, you started, uh, you know, in university, college, studying this kind of stuff, and sort of got into the ad end of that um mm -hmm. but uh like Lars you went to a uh, school for engineering audio engineering I started with audio engineering right yeah and uh yeah and uh, afterwards I uh, studied design too mm -hmm. and um yeah and from there uh yeah I got quite deep into this uh audio branding and uh, sound design stuff and um yeah um yeah, I, I'm totally excited about this topic. And, um, and I think he's yeah. always hiding his um, music pro producer. Um, uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of em embarrassing. My, 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 my first uh, uh, techno albums I released in like <laughs> 1998 or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but actually he really sold quite a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, really? well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's not get into this. No. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so you're famous and we don't yeah. know? <laughs> no, I'm not famous. No, 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 no. No, and the music is, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> um, no, but from there, um, uh, uh, the sound design uh, thing really got me. And um, yeah, and this is when we met like um, five, six years ago already, I would say. I mm -hmm. think the first um, photo of Lars I discovered uh, was uh, at an audio branding congress in Oxford in right. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't uh, know him at that time. Well, you know, I'm also um, uh, uh, initiator and co-founder of the Audio Branding Academy, and we were um, running these uh, congresses at that time. And so, okay, first... I have a question. I have yeah. a question for you about that because I'm confused okay. because the Audio Branding Society and the Audio yeah. Branding Academy are they the same yeah. thing or? 
Well, uh, let's say this way. We have the Audio Building Academy, and this uh -huh. is an organization who um, is providing a platform for the Audio Branding Society. So we also founded that as a business club. So it's I run see. by the Audio Branding Academy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the International Sound Awards. Yes. And I and was definitely going to ask you. <laughs> or organized by the Audio Branding Academy. Yeah. Okay. And now more and more uh, the... International Sound Awards um, get more important now. And I think now we have this rebranding process. So uh, we stage more the awards. And yes, the Academy is actually only the operator. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it started different. Yes. <laughs> How did it start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started um, in 2009. Um, I had the idea of. Uh, Okay, this was this uh, first, uh, what do you say, this uh, first situation that there was something out there which was called audio branding. Mm -hmm. And you could Google it and there was no, no results on Google about audio branding. And slowly there was some little community talking about these topics like uh, John Groves or here in, in, in Hamburg, we um in Hamburg, we also had the Wilbert Hirsch and we had in Berlin, Karl Frank Westermann and some other guys. And so they uh, they came up with this topic and um, this is how I got introduced into this. So I, I learned, oh, there's something more than just music and, and advertising and music in advertising. It's called audio branding. Mm -hmm. It has to do with brands. It's a process, the branding process. How can you develop something on the long term not just in one commercial to have a wonderful music for a wonderful commercial. And um, so um, I wrote my um, diploma thesis about this topic at university. Mm -hmm. And after that, I think it was one of the first here in Germany, at least, I realized, okay, uh, this can't be, that, that's, that, that's, that's not all to say. And I realized many other students also were... Um, uh, yes, interested in this topic. And I thought, okay, we should combine this knowledge and not repeat all the time the same research, but um, take this as a basis for for the next uh, research on base, based on the, on the uh, results in the past. Mm -hmm. So I thought we should co connect uh, the researchers and the practitioners and bring them together. And actually, this was basically the idea of the Audibrating Academy. So to... Um, make this a professional industry um, based on on research, based on knowledge, but also based on exchange. And I see. Yeah. So I thought, okay, we what we need is a congress. We need congress where we bring practitioners and, and scientists together to have this exchange. And then yeah. that's the reason why we call it an academy, yeah? because yes, it was still this of education about how do we become a professional industry. Mm -hmm. and yeah. after 10 years we said okay actually I think we are professional now there's a professional industry already there are plenty of books of publications of articles of research so much research now actually if you're really looking for for studies there's plenty of it mm -hmm. and so the next step was next thing we need is an award so agencies <laughs> and colleagues were approaching us and say how oh, you there's nothing like an award for us. We need an award. And so that's why now the next phase is the award. Yeah. So that's the ISAs, right? 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We call it ESA in German. We say <laughs> ESA, okay. <laughs> ESA, and you know the trophy is a little bell. Oh, nice. Okay. And that's why we call it the ESA bell. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Only so, Germans can understand that. ISA bell. Okay. <laughs> yeah. ISA bell. Mm. <laughs> Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio branding strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website. And I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, it makes sense that it would happen in Europe, actually, because I always got the sense that Europe was a, a little bit ahead of the game as far as audio branding was concerned than North America, for instance. I think in North America, we were doing it without really realizing what we were doing. <laughs> oh, I think, well, well, like um, the NBC, da, 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 like if you hear that, mm -hmm. it, like yeah. that is kind of like a sonic logo almost. But it was, Absolutely. it was, it yeah. was a, um, it, it was like the beginning of the program. It was something that they did without thinking. It, it Like they did, that was just how it was done. And well, actually they <laughs> needed something like, this is a typical, well, this is how station design um, began. Mm -hmm. Because at that time they were um, reconnecting um, the uh the slots in the program uh -huh. and to, um, how do you say, to um, to cover the noise of the reconnecting. Oh, they okay. needed something to play, to sure. um, to mask, to mask yeah. the noise of, of the connection. Mm -hmm. So they played some kind of music. And this is how, uh, this was the beginning of the uh, radio station design. Actually, this really started with the invention of radio. So yeah. since we have radio stations, the first things that was actually were Americans, the first thing they did was American brands or companies were buying the radio stations to place their advertisements. And that's how the soap opera just um, came up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm definitely brands. getting an education here. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I, I like it. This was in the 1920s, 30s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what we do here is actually, I would say, 100 years old now. Yeah. 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 It started um, it, in the 20s. Yeah, it's nice to know that it's actually gotten some kind of structural significance, I guess, if if that's how you put it, Absolutely. because yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people were intentional with it. And it mm. kind of it became a part of our psyche as far as listening to ads. And mm. and, and I, I yeah, I mean, I guess it's become a study now, but the psychology of advertising, if you don't take into account the sound aspect of that, you're missing out on half of the study, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So, and yeah. What you said, it's about consciousness. So it was mm -hmm. always there. You could go even back in the, uh, yes, back in the history of humanity. And there was always sound. There was always communication. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there were also, or there was always some kind of branding, maybe with, with not in the context of, of advertising, but something that says, this is my signature. That's me. That's, I'm talking now. You had it. In the um, in Egypt, you had it with the Romans. Everywhere you had uh, signals and meaning of sounds. Yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So and you know when the Vikings were blowing the horn and so yeah. Yeah. And so to to make something bigger to make to to sound dangerous, for example, yeah. Sure. To be yeah. afraid. Think of Jericho. Yeah. The trombones of Jericho. Oh, in the, uh, Jericho. In the Bible. Jericho. Okay. Yes, yeah. Jericho. Okay. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Differences and, between uh, J's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. There's, there is a, a lot to this. Definitely psychologically, we are geared towards paying a lot of attention to sound yeah. um, from sure. very early on, as you say. So how do, you, how do both of you define audio branding? You've sort of touched on it already, but I'm wondering if your definitions are the same or if they're different or because you're coming at it from slightly different angles, right? Quite. But I, I wouldn't say that our, uh, our different uh, our, our defini definitions uh, differ so much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think we can agree it's a process, mm -hmm. and we agree it takes design a good designer or a better a team off. Mm -hmm. um, it needs a proper uh, consultancy and uh, strategy, and of course the client who's willing to participate in all this. Sure. And uh, with these three, uh, you can make a pretty good progress. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important to, to understand that there's, there's a process mm -hmm. and there are some methodologies, how you organize. It's mainly about the organization of this process. When, what, how, checklist. Did we think of everything? Yeah. Uh, because the, Many things you can do, um, you can make mistakes. Uh, then in the middle part, there's this magic mode, uh, moment of, of the genius where the artists, because I think the artists and the, yes, the creativity, it's, it's, it's something you cannot um, calculate. It's something mm -hmm. that just happens based on experience and of all the knowledge. But at the end, it's also the genius, Mozart or Beethoven or... or Hmm? <laughs> or you? Or you? <laughs> yes. So, yes, Own it, Lars. <laughs> it's it's really important that we that we really know that this is also very important momentum of the process. Huh? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I real I realize that people want to to develop some fancy methodology concepts and they say, okay, we get a model and we get a concept and then they try to do everything in this mechanical terms. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And they want to sell you something like a black box and then you just have to put in some informations and at the end you get a wonderful output. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, that easy. If you want yeah. to have it like this, you could do audio running by the Boston Consulting Group or McKinsey or something. Mm -hmm. But no, you need artists and designers. And there's... This certain danger we we encountered it. It's um, like when you found a method that really worked, mm -hmm. and this this one time 
you, you really found the, the greatest design ever with this method. And you try it again and you realize, okay, no, this worked with our last project, but it doesn't mean that it necessarily works with the new project. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very aware of, uh, yeah, that the, um, that the method you choose, it's, it's an instrument and every instrument, um, yeah, yields a certain result. So I with see. a with a brush mm -hmm. and with a with yeah with a brush you can paint but not necessarily yeah build something so mm -hmm. and um, yeah and, and and this is really interesting to find and 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 intriguing to to find the the right um, yeah the right mixture of methods and approaches to to the right problem mm -hmm. and um, true yeah it's more about principles yep. Yeah. And handcraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of and of course ex experience. It's very simple, but it's true. You need the experience. You have to make your own experiences and uh, also get some kind of feeling. Yeah? So yes. I know this is mm -hmm. not very popular if I'm saying this. And people <laughs> expect somebody who founded the Audio Building Academy with all this scientific background. Yeah? To tell you something like yes, we have the studies and we have the uh, these kind of diagrams. We have some figures and numbers, and so yeah, mm -hmm. we can just calculate it. But and, that's <laughs> yeah. no, no, really, no, no great piece of music was uh, calculated this way. Mm -hmm. Maybe Stockhausen or John, yeah, John Cage. But it was his idea, so yeah. it, it worked. It yeah. worked. It was his <laughs> idea, yeah. Yeah. and you, you can't repeat it. You need a new idea for the mm -hmm. next project. Right. And this it, is something you, you have to yeah. understand your client and the needs. And then to really go into that and you cannot copy the, the methodology you use for another client before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it sounds to me like scientifically, though, um, psychology is kind of that in between science and art. I, I, I don't know if that maybe makes any sense, but there is a certain amount of how does the human brain work? And we are strange creatures. <laughs> and yes. so figuring out how that works from one person to the next person, trying to figure out the, the larger psyche of the, the environment that you're trying to create this in is m almost more of an art than it is a science. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And if, think, if you think about the great brands, you know, yeah? should I say it? Should I not say it? Yeah. Apple, for example. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Huh? Go for it. <laughs> did any these are all computer scientists, you know? Mm -hmm. Why didn't they use a computer to calculate the perfect logo for Apple? It was an idea-driven thing. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not calculated. It's a story behind. Huh? And there were designers. And the, what is making Apple great? What is so fantastic of Apple? It's the, the the principle, the design principle, and the idea and the attitude behind that that mm -hmm. drives this brand. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. Yeah, we could talk now about Windows and and Microsoft <laughs> and so. But yeah. okay, let's let's stick at this. So yeah, yes. I'm a little biased. So <laughs> yeah, 
Well, we well we use both systems. You know, mm-hmm. Oh, do you? Okay. Yes, of course. That's interesting, yeah. actually, because a lot of my audio colleagues have told me that they use Macs exclusively, and I'm on a PC. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, you are okay. I am. Yeah. Which uh, system? I mean, you cannot name it on the podcast, but it's interesting. Uh, huh. but, well, but, right <laughs> now I'm on a Windows Seven machine, actually. Uh, okay. So. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, but I've known PCs since DOS, so yeah, sure. like I, I'm just used to them. I know how they work. Okay. I know how to get under the hood. So you look, <laughs> you look, you look younger, like uh, that. You uh, know that what? How when you when you Ooh. know Windows like DOS, then uh, that's quite a long time ago, right? Oh yes, this means like you started as a very young girl. Yeah, right. Computer. I got my yeah. first computer in 1986, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that was DOS time, right? Yes, yeah, that was okay. DOS time. That was XT yeah, yeah. time with yeah. a CGA monitor. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Yes, and Zoom is very kind with the smoothing out thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So true. laughs> uh, yeah. But back to audio branding. <laughs> yeah. Sorry um, for that. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's, but, you know, that's something we, 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 <laughs> we still have to add because we were talking about the mm-hmm. process. Sure. But what is, what is the result of this process? Yes. So we're talking about a branding process. Mm-hmm. Branding for me is always creating something, developing something. And at the end, you have a brand. <laughs> and in, in our business, at the end, you have the brand sound. So... For mm-hmm. me, audio branding is the process of development uh, and developing and also maintaining yeah, mm. a brand sound. And that is like super important to also keep an eye on the implementation because this is often forgotten. Uh, so we have our wonderful process, everything runs smoothly. Mm-hmm. And in the end, we have the best sound logo of the world. But unfortunately, it's not on the streets. Nobody mm. hears it. Why? Yeah. Because it's not properly imp- implemented in uh, processes yes. within the company. Sure. And that's another yeah, important side to work on. Yes, absolutely. So it starts with the implementation and then it becomes audio management. Okay. And I think at the moment, everybody still, everybody's asking about how do you create it and why and what is the, the story and always asking about the creative mm-hmm. questions. As I said, it's important. I And we we think we need the methodology in the process to uh, um, to have this creative process and um, to be just, um, to have these artists working as a designer. Mm-hmm. But the success of a brand sound at the end on the long term is implementation and then the management of the brand, the yep. management of the brand sound, the daily sure. work, mm-hmm. the daily updates, the little adjustments. And to keep the brand young and as I like to say, uh, brands get younger every day a little bit, mm-hmm. get every day a little bit younger. And the people who are responsible for this brand get older every day a little bit. <laughs> so there's a natural yeah. gap. Yeah? Yes. So yeah. Yeah, so we really have to work on this every day on the brand, and um, yeah, audio, audio management is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. This whole regulation thing, uh, as 
Audio Branding seems, yeah, uh, yeah, can be kind of over-regulating things mm -hmm. like, okay, you have to do this, you have to follow this rule, music has to be like this, and of course there must be the sound logo. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, it can lead to, yeah, to doing nothing at all. So like, yeah, there are yeah. so many rules I'm like, oh. I'm stuck. I, yeah. And, It's the uh, same with the logo, though, in, in the visual right. aspect, too, right? Like, there are companies yeah. that know exactly what font they use, what colors they use. Your yeah. logo has to be on everything you put out, you know, all of that stuff. It just kind of floored me in a lot of aspects that the brands that were so stuck on that for their visuals weren't also paying the same amount of attention to their hmm. audio. Mm -hmm. Um You know, like that just didn't make sense to me because it's, it should be a full sensory experience, right? A, a company right. without the, the audio portion of this is missing out on reaching half their audience, probably. You know, mm. it's just not. It, it, and, and I think if the audio aspect doesn't match the visual aspect or mm. at least the emotions that that visual aspect evokes, mm. then it seems again inauthentic <laughs> yeah, right. so so yeah this there's is, there's a lot that goes into it this mm. is exactly the point that is driving the whole we sound team i was recently i was talking with with the people here with the team and interviewing them so what is driving you why are we here because mm -hmm. we don't pay you and why are you working <laughs> for us <laughs> so uh yeah normally we pay people yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> These you, are unusual if, times. <laughs> yeah. No, serious. Uh, in in this industry, that's that's not an industry for big money. If you want to make big money, you you should do another job. I think so. <laughs> if you want to do something that you really love, that you really mm -hmm. think it's a great job. For me, it's the greatest job at all. So everybody who's working here, and you might have the same experience with all other people. We were talking about audio branding, our industries. It's it's for all of them. They are doing this by passion. Mm -hmm. yeah, because they love this topic. And here at WeSound, we really believe in this potential. It's an incredible potential, which is not used at the moment. Yeah? Uh, for example, there's one um, study by Ipsos from, um, from this year. They released it just uh, a few months ago, mm -hmm. showing that in the US, only 6% of audiovisual commercials are using audio branding assets. 6%. Wow. Which means like, yes, and if they use audio branding assets, they have a 8.5 um, times higher chance to have brand recognition. Yes. Brand awareness. Yeah. That doesn't so, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a huge potential. But I, I mm -hmm. wonder, okay, how can you be... Um, Yeah, I would love. I would lo love to 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 see what uh, the controllers of brands are thinking. Um, if they have these figures, they can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. So this, for me, me means that um, 94% of the communications is not using this potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of sad, actually. <laughs> it's sad, and actually yeah. it's the easier thing. Yes. It's not that complicated to yeah. have something. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. 
Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time.